Hello and welcome. I am Miriam Fatai and this is the process of becoming. The process of becoming the woman you envisioned yourself to be. The process of becoming the woman God has proposed you to be. On this podcast, we'll be talking a lot about healing, self-love, self-worth, finding yourself, finding your purpose, mental health, women's health, depression and anxiety, abuse, and so much more. If you have a question or a comment, please do not hesitate to leave me one. And um, I think there's a, definitely a comment section. So um, I look forward to hearing from you. And yes, I hope you do enjoy this podcast. And please share. Thank you. your week been okay so I was blessed to experience um, an episode that I call life and death I choose to call it that and it just made me appreciate life more and I know that especially amongst black women we shy away from talking about mental health there is a little bit of rise now about black women in the mental health profession. But other than that, outside those in the um, profession or career, we don't talk about it. And is it because our culture encourages us to be strong women? Is it because we want to be seen as strong women? Is it because bottling down our feelings makes us strong overlooking things and not expressing how we truly feel makes us strong because i started to wonder after my experience that all these feelings we do not talk about where do they go you know that anger you feel when you're really really angry at someone or a situation a circumstance and instead of you just wailing or just crying or just expressing whatever it is you feel but instead of us doing that we just shove it down somewhere um where exactly do we keep them because if it's still in our body maybe our mind our part of our brain that means that it's just there sitting down waiting for something to trigger it and then poof it becomes something else and I am starting to believe that the more we do that the more harm we do to our body I've experienced panic attack before but I had no idea that there is an angular version of panic attack where after the panic attack your body is still in a state where you cannot eat you can have liquids you're still throwing up you have headache your body is sore oh sweet lord i had no idea that that existed until i experienced that and the fact that 
I felt like that made me question a lot of things that I have learned, which I am unlearning. A friend passed um, recently. She left behind three lovely kids. And she's been in the UK for a while. Over 10 years to be precise. And for the first time in all the years she's been here, she went back to Africa. You know, it was really nice going back home, seeing her parents, helping the community in the ways that she can. And she came back here. Now, this is my, uh, this is, the, this is the crazy part for me. Finally, she's made it back home. Now the family is happy that she came back. There's grandchild, which makes the grandparents very happy. She's, um, satisfied. Is that a need or want? Um, I'll call it a need. She's satisfied that part right now she's back and you'd expect that okay maybe this person is gonna get a break live a life enjoy herself you know and then death came knocking on the door and it made me wonder all of the stress all of the hard work all of the pressure is it even worth it because at the end of the day especially uh, black women in diaspora it's like we have this obligation to kind of do this for this do that um, provide grandkids for this do this there's just so much we need to we need to do and it made me wonder at what point do we leave at what point do we live the life that we want for ourselves for those of you who have figured that out and already living that life that you want for yourself well done and for those of us who are just figuring it out those who have not figured it out it would be really nice for you to do because at the end of the day this life is just you you are one person you deserve to be happy you deserve to have good mental health sound mind and the fact that this kind of triggered me in a way that I never expected, my God. I saw the news and I had a cold. Yeah, the eating was on and I was just so cold. My stomach started to turn and then my head felt like it was going to fall off. My chest was tight. And it wasn't just tight. It was like I could feel every movement in my chest. I could feel every movement in my body. It was like my chest was actually coming out of my mouth. 
So I texted uh, someone and I said, please pray for me. Because at that point, the only thing I could say was, God, forgive me. I started to confess my sins. I genuinely started to confess my sins over and over. Like, God, forgive me for every time I did this, I did that. Like, And then I started to worry for my kids. And I, I just remember saying, oh, my God, who is going to take care of my kids, my kids, my kids? And at some point, I remembered saying, God, please spare my life for the sake of my kids. Spare my life for the sake of my kids. Spare my life for the sake of my kids. Two days after I was still in pain, my body was sore, my leg, guys, I could not eat. I could not eat, to be honest, I could not eat anything. I was just having drinks, water, um, soft juice. Uh, you got tea. I was just taking liquid. I was just taking liquid. And it made me realize something. Um, recently, there's been news of a lot of black women dying at home by themselves. A lot of black women committing suicide. Actually, statistics shows more black women um, suffering from depression right now. It's insane. Because I started to, I don't let go of triggers anymore. If something triggers me, I am going to get to the bottom of why you triggered me. And in the past, I've had family members died, you know, left us, and I never cried. I will hold, I, I, I hold my pain. I learned to hold my pain from a very young age, you know. I learned to hold my pain from a very young age. It's how I survive. It's, it's my coping mechanism, you know, not showing, not feeling. is how I cope. And we think, oh, depression starts overnight. It does not. It's like, I'm starting to understand, like, this is like years of feelings, years of, of um, pushed down stress, years of things we've underestimated. And all of a sudden you get a trigger and boom, bang, boom. A breakdown. You lose it. And people start to wonder, when did that happen? How? But she was okay. Give yourself permission to heal. Give yourself permission to feel. It's okay to feel. Our society, our culture makes it feel like if I'm feeling a certain way and I express that, it's weakness. Our culture makes me feel like if I show you my vulnerability, then I am weak. Our culture makes it sound as if if I'm in pain, 
and I don't talk about it, that means I'm strong. How long can you be strong for? At some point, your body will get tired of being strong. Your brain gets tired of being strong. You get tired of being strong. And bottling it down is honestly not being strong. Talking about it, expressing it, giving yourself permission to feel it is strong. Because when you feel it, you release. I have never in my life grieved for someone like I did for that lady. And for the first time in my years, I understand what it means to grieve someone. I had a lot of feelings. That one trigger just, it didn't unbottle, no, it didn't pop. It shattered the bottle, my, I call it my feelings bottle. I felt a lot of things from way back over the four days that I was just laying there. To be honest, I was just sleeping the whole time. I couldn't do anything. I just piled up the dishes because physically my body felt tired and I'm like is this what it feels like is this what my body goes through like the things we put our body through by just bottling it down it's crazy please allow yourself to feel it's not weakness if you cannot find someone to talk to, you feel like you don't have close friends and family, the world is filled with people that you can talk to. I used to be worried about people laughing at me, um, mocking me, shaming me. And you know what? That's got nothing to do with me. It simply tells me who they are and how they are. But find people you can trust and talk, speak out. The more you hold this down, the more you push things down, the worse it gets. And think about it. Even if our culture or the society makes that sound like you're being strong, you know the truth. You know how you feel. You know when your stomach starts to turn and you want to hold it and bend over because what you feel in that moment is disgust, but you cannot express it. What you're feeling in that moment is anger, but you cannot express it. What you feel in that moment is hurts. When your heart is pinching and you're holding it and you're squeezing it, but you cannot express it. And you can feel that pain from the front all the way to the back. And you're squeezing your hands together because you know what? Speak out. All of those feelings, they go somewhere. And depression won't start in one day. 
it takes a while. It takes a while. This month, we're doing some series on mental health. I have some women share their journeys, their stories, how they overcame mental health illness, depression, and anxiety, um, coping with panic attacks, and things like that. But before I go, please give yourself permission to heal. You know what? A lot of us are wounded healers. Yes, we heal from our wounds. But while we do that, we help others to heal. Stay blessed, you all.